Pick the Nintendo Shack and pray. Frederick from Fire Emblem Awakening says, yo. Greetings, Kooplings, and welcome back to the Nintendo Shack. My name is Donnie Reese, and you are tuned in to Nintendo Shack 128 that I'm considering naming the one without a title, because I don't know what we're going to call it. Uh, we've got some news and some questions, so we're going to do the things that we do. But uh, as is the case this week and might be the case for many weeks to come, you know, it's just a whole lot of status quo, a whole lot of... We're doing the same thing we've been doing. We're playing some games. There's not a whole lot of news to talk about. Everybody's at home. Everybody's just chilling. Maybe that'll be the name of the show. Just chilling. Before we get into uh, my co-hosts and This Week in Nintendo, I'd like to thank those that support us over at patreon.com slash PSVG. So thank you, Callow, Barry Cathcart, Josh Borboni, Coach Mo, Chris McElfresh, Devin Tiles, Kyle Heyman, Paul Calicote, Michael Masick. The Egg Shin, Zach Bradshaw, and Nick Fall Haber. Rebecca, how are you? I'm doing very good. How are you? Doing good. I feel like I'm doing well. I, like uh, last week, I felt really tired on the show. So this week, I made like a concerted effort to get sleep to last night today. I was like, all right, I need a good solid sleep before Shaq. Because last night, I was or last week, I was struggling. Even like just to even put the show out, I was like, I just go to bed. So I got oh, I a little more pep feeling- in my step today. If you can't tell. Nice and rejuvenated. Do do I've got a, got a glass of rum. I got a fresh shower. Hair's wet, but I'm getting there. But um, I feel like I have been getting more sleep. The one good thing that's been coming out of this self isolation is I've been able to keep a good sleep schedule. Um, so I feel like that's some good that's coming out of it. I've been getting more sleep. I would probably join you, except that I I've never like I never really sleep a whole lot. Like even when I even like on weekends or if I'm on vacation, even when I can sleep. I never really go to sleep before. Like, I usually go to sleep, like, around 1. And it's like, I usually go to sleep around 1, and then I wake up around 7, 7.30, something like that. And so I sleep fine, 6, 7 hours. You know, it's good. But it's not like I don't, like, sleep in. So never really have. What about you, Garrett? Oh, hey. Yeah, um, that's that's probably where I'm at, too, Donnie. I normally sleep around midnight to 1. But now, these days, the days are blending in. Like, I can <laughs> yeah. stay up late if I want and work. I can work as late as I want and play games. I thought we had Shaq yesterday. <laughs> You're like, oh crap! Is it, is it Wednesday? Is I was it like, Thursday? I didn't do notes. That's exactly. Right. I was like, do we do Shack on Wednesdays or Thursdays? Yeah, yeah. So, um, but it's been quite okay. I've been sleeping in later too, which you know, I still gotta do work. <laughs> I still have like a daily thing that I need tasks done, and I'm like, oh, I need to get up and actually change clothes and actually get a breakfast going before. Oh, that's my thing. Um, so yeah. I, I typically do a lot of my work late at night. Um, so I'll have projects that I'll like just kind of mess around with. And then like once I eat dinner, like grab a drink, put something on TV, then I'll actually like start working, like focus in and just start getting things done. So uh, I've got a, like a, a system I need to build like after, t- mm-hmm. after this, uh, for tomorrow mm-hmm. morning, which I'll probably oh, I gotta do, do homework. It's going to be all nighter, I think. For but me. like I hang out like in my PJs, like all day. That is yeah. the thing that I'm doing during COVID stay at home, work from home thing is I'm just like in PJs constantly. Mm-hmm. So uh, I try to I try to get up at, at around a normal time. I am able to uh, sleep in a little bit because my work hours have changed online. But mm-hmm. I'm trying like I feel like I need to keep a sense of try to wake up at a normal time, get dressed, try to maintain yeah. that sense of like, even if I'm not going anywhere, just get that like, routine going. Yeah. 
get a little motivated. That's professional. I I I admire you for that for that effort. I'm wearing a lot of leggings, a lot of yoga pants, but I'm I'm getting dressed. (laughs) Hey, you're comfortable. I, on the other (laughs) hand, have been doing um, meetings with the county manager and the mayor and my boss with Chucky in the background and like Pikachu shirts. And Amazing. like bedhead <laughs> and like headphones, and every day they get on, they're like, "What's Donnie wearing Everybody today?" Like, gets to see my Zelda stuff for my Zoom meetings. <laughs> You're bringing joy to the conversation. Well, you know, it's it's hilarious. The jarring thing for them is, um, I think my reputation at work is kind of like a hard ass or kind of like a grump. Like, the, especially the people that work with me daily. Like, you know, I, I just, I don't know. I'm not very social at work. I don't really like talk. You know, I don't really do like we don't eat lunch together or anything like that because we don't share like a whole lot of interests, you know. So it's like I don't you know, they don't play video games or like watch horror movies, any of the things I'm passionate to talk about. So we don't usually talk. So then like, they hit the webcam and they're like, what is all this stuff that he has behind him? Why is Chucky there? What is happening? Why is he sitting in a room full of toys? They're like, is this your son's room? What are you doing? You know. So I've got that going for me. Like it's kind That's of another good thing. They're getting to know you better. Uh, our county, our assistant uh, county manager, she was like, every day I live to see that Chucky doll. Like <laughs> I had, I've actually had to take him and like introduce him to everybody and explain to them how I got him and everything. So it's That's it is great. kind of lightening the mood a little bit. Mm-hmm. So let's uh, head over to let's do this week in Nintendo as I read Bad Bit Promise One Piece. Yeah, I didn't update the thing because Kevin. Why doesn't the PlayStation like clear out the Twitch thing? Just another thing that PlayStation's not doing these days. So anyway, actually, I think he's doing Xbox. I don't know. Anyway, don't know. Uh, this week in Nintendo, we've got some notes to get through somewhat quickly i did put this in here because i think this is pretty important stuff especially mm-hmm. since tezuka um talked about it lego super mario we talked about that set when it was announced right it had a little teaser commercial and all that mm-hmm. um the trailer it's up for pre-order at lego.com and it comes out august 1st 2020 you can pre-order the base set the base set is 60 dollars and then the piranha expansion set is 29.99 the bowser castle boss set is a hundred dollars so if you want all three Lego sets together, it is $200. So what I wanted to talk about is I've never really bought like Lego outside of it, like a Goodwill or like, like just like Lego sets that we've got. So like, is that expensive for Lego or is that right on I'm par with other things? I'm not a Lego things? expert, but I, I was under the assumption that a lot of the sets are pretty expensive. Okay. Yeah, that's like, I think normal. that's pretty on par with Lego. Mm-hmm. The Millennium Falcon, I remember buying or, or getting that for a price. I think that was $200. $200. And, and that's a serious project. That's like a classic Lego, like built from the ground up. It's over, like a model. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like a model. This is more electronic based, um, probably much, much less pieces. Um, but Lego loves to overprice their products. So I'm not surprised at all. <laughs> That's going to be 220 or whatever, how many dollars. Is no going. wonder them and Nintendo got all cozy together. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, you make money too? I'm interested in these. Um, Fort Jack primarily, he loves the little mm-hmm. Kinect sets and the little Roblox and things. that We've got the Pokemon ones. 200 is a bit... I was never going to pre-order them. I was always like... Black Friday. If I could find a deal on these, yeah. I might snatch one. Up. I could see the price going down over time if if maybe they are not popular. I don't oh, know. Oh, they're going to be popular. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they will be. <laughs> it's Mario. Be. It'll be popular. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe we would consider just getting the 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 base starter, um, like the starting course. Yeah, one. just to see how it is, right? Maybe it'll be like the Toys to Life games. Maybe they'll like cut them in half in hopes that you'll buy more later. I mean, they always do that. With yeah. Like, 
series and sets. They, like, they so like they give you the starter set for thirty in hopes that you buy the Bowser set for hundred. Yeah. Exactly. Man, it's expensive, but still cool. I, I think it looks really, really cool. I'd love to kind of have it as a shelf piece. You know, and it's kind of a it's a very nice little display thing. I think that'll be one of those things that like looking back like in years from now since probably not a lot of people like us like if you don't have kids you might not be getting it that like it would be a cool item to have and like not open up Mm. Mm. (laughs) that's not going to help garrett get on lego masters which the chat is currently talking about garrett do you want to do do you want to do a uh, nintendo shack lego masters team i'm sure what is lego masters (laughs) it's like the uh it's like the american idol of lego like you go and you build Lego and then you get judged on it. And if you like, they have, they have very dramatic ones. My son loves this show. I was excited. I watched the first one it has Will Arnett as like the MC. And uh, I thought the first one was pretty terrible. So I stopped watching it. Uh, oh, like, cause you literally just watch people like build Lego. It's not very captivating. They try their damnedest, right? To, you know, they put in like the who wants to be a millionaire, like pulses and things like that. Quick cuts. Try to make it flashy. Yeah. Somebody always yeah. like, drops their ferris wheel or tower falls over or something they're like (gasps) commercial break (laughs) you know um but it's like in the first episode it was literally like okay you've got it was like 12 hours you've got 12 hours to build something and i was like Mm -hmm. 12 hours like i thought this would be like 15 minutes Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know like it's like cake masters or something like that but it's like no they get they get all day to build stuff so you just get like like a life-size type of yeah they build like these giant so they all have to build like a piece of the island or a piece of the project and then all the pieces have to come together and whichever team shows out the most like advances you know it's like survivor Mm -hmm. or just any of those reality competition shows i don't know it's not that i gotta look this up i never heard of this it's not that good i don't think it's that great you do win you win something you get to become a lego master a master builder Gotta say that, like you can't can't let that one go. <laughs> you get that, and I think you get like a gold brick or I don't know, I don't know. All right. Um, speaking exclusively on the game on podcast, Disco Elysium's art director Alexander Rostov said that he was currently working on the design documents for the user interface for Switch. Quote: This interview is at the very moment interrupting me from writing up design documentation for the user interface and input systems for the Switch port. If you guys don't know what this is, uh, Disco Elysium won three BAFTA awards for best narrative, best debut game, and best music in a game, and was at the Game Awards as a Game of the Year contender, and was on many outlets' Game of the Year nomination lists. I've heard nothing but incredible, amazing things about this game. I've almost bought it on several occasions on Steam. I was waiting for a good sale. I think the cheapest that I've seen, it's about $28. Yeah, 30. That's the cheapest I've seen. And the reason that I didn't pop on it was I actually thought Switch was included on this, but I guess it wasn't by this news. But they announced shortly, like at the Game Awards, they announced that it was coming to console. It might have been an inside Xbox or something. I knew it was coming to Xbox, so I decided to wait. I was like, I'll just wait. And I I thought Switch was announced then, but I guess not because everybody's running with the news now. But I had always expected it would come to Switch. I even feel like I feel like they said switch then, but this is very very it exciting. It's a yeah. great great game. Apparently, I don't know. I haven't mm-hmm. played it, but um, the things that I know about it, there's no combat. It's RPG, no combat. It's all like decision trees, and apparently, yeah, it's pretty based. incredible. So mm-hmm. all of your choices like compound and build later in the game, and uh, you kind of play as a cop, and you can play as like a corrupt cop, and they they make a lot of. Uh, to do about that. You can accept bribes and like look the other way and let criminals go. And that might impact, you know, decisions or events that happen later in the game. They might not, things like that. Yeah. So definitely love the style of it. Oh Um, yeah. Yeah. I I guess 
builds homage to like the like classical like Fallout games as well. Um, that kind of like orthogonal view uh, reminds me a lot of the Supergiant games as well, but not combat based, right? It's just going to be narrative based, uh, decision based. Um, yeah, I would be interested to look into it, but yeah, it's just the price tag right now of thirty or forty dollars. I'm like, I'm not going to jump in right now just to this random game where some people are telling me, oh, this is a gem. I will on Switch. You will on Switch? Yeah, okay. when it comes to Switch. So when I first saw this, I, I want to say I was talking to Sean about it. I know Sean mm-hmm. bought it. And I almost bought it with him. When I first saw it, I was like, this is totally a Switch game. Like, you look at the style and things like that, and I'm like, this should... I don't know. Maybe this... Maybe I don't eat my words on this, but when I see it, I like, this should port to Switch well. You know, it's one of those really? things that I think are attainable. I look at it and go, I could see that running on the handheld. Like, that should work for me. Mm-hmm. So okay. I think it, so from the moment I saw it, I felt like I was always going to play it there. So... Okay. I don't know if it'll be digital only, if it'll go to cartridge, but either way, um, once I saw the news and the confirmation, I'm 100% playing this on Switch. Okay. Sounds good. What are you, Rebecca? Anything? I actually don't know too much about it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Look it up. I mean, I have to look it up and see. Mm-hmm. Um, but it sounds, I like the idea of like, did you say there's like decision making, like decision? That's like the whole game. It's yeah. like, that's I love whole, games yeah. like that. So that's right up my alley. Very good. Um, Witcher 3. Apparently, 11% of its sales last year in total Crazy. were for the Nintendo Switch. That means the game shifted around 700,000 units on Switch in 2019, and that's a little bit more impressive when you consider the fact that it only released with three months to go in the year. So about 700,000 mm-hmm. copies in three months. That's Way a, more than I thought would that's be. That's pretty impressive. Because you're, you're thinking it's, an, it's a re-release of a game that's widely available, right? We were talking about this. Last week, when we were talking about Borderlands and Bioshock and all that stuff, yeah. right? And Every- didn't you say it wasn't like an impressive port, like graphics wise? It's not, but it does run. We, we okay. said it, it does run, and like that wasn't a glowing review of it at but all. But didn't the patch oh. make it a lot better? It, the patch made it a lot better, and like with the Switch Lite screen, it it looks fine. It looks good. Um, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't say hey, if you have a PC, PS4, and Xbox or Switch, get it on Switch. Um, if you want graphics wise, right? I would always choose PC over uh, the Switch port, but if you want to play on the go and that's like really the only console you got and you play mostly, it's like, yeah, Witcher is a great RPG to go into. And it, yes, it works. <laughs> that's the most impressive. <laughs> it works. Um, I think, you know, the sales coming from this, right? It's like the second highest of like CD or, or Witcher 3 uh, sales behind their first year debuting coming out. Sure. And it's really got to be because of that Netflix show. It's just yeah. spreading awareness like crazy with this game. That's a good like, point. I think a lot of people learned more about what it was, even though it's not like the same. Isn't it not the same plot? Right. It's the lore. Like it's yeah. not giving me the same specific story, but it has involves the same characters, uh, you know, Yennefer, Triss and Geralt. And it makes people Harry. curious too, I think. Oh, definitely. And like, oh, I've heard of these games before. Oh, sweet. It's just yeah. on my Switch right now. Let me just grab it right now. Yeah. And let me tell you the fiscal edition of this game. It's, Fantastic. It puts other publishers to shame. Yeah. On like what they package in there. I, I think I have not only did they put the entire game on the cartridge, which is in itself is amazing, but they packed That's in all crazy. the DLC Plus and everything. D- yeah. 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 And the stickers and then a note saying, Hey, thanks for buying our game. That's so awesome of you guys. Oh man. This is why I love CD Project Red. And yep. I can't wait for Cyberpunk. This is why Cyberpunk is gonna sell like crazy. The amount of fandom that they have endeared through the Witcher over the years, like mm-hmm. Cyberpunk's going to go up, fly off the shelves. Mm-hmm. It's going to be mm-hmm. insane. Um, but yes, like we said with all those other third-party ports, a lot of folks are like, "Why are we getting these old ports on Switch?" That's why, because they sell. 
And mm-hmm. uh, I think you're spot on with the Netflix thing. But in addition to that, I also think the factor is that a lot of Nintendo players just play Nintendo. And yep. a lot of them don't have access to Borderlands and have never played Bioshock and have never played The Witcher. So they hear about these games that come over and they buy them um, because yep. they're not going to buy another console. It's weird. It's a weird thing with, with, I think, I won't say like a lot of Nintendo. I just think there's like a core Nintendo community. I think there's definitely a core fan base that just buy and play Nintendo. And that's it. Like they're not even gonna. They're not even interested in buying another console. You did. They could be like the greatest game in the world is out on PlayStation. I'm like I don't care. Mm-hmm. I play Nintendo, and this is what I'm gonna play. Now, if you want to bring that over here, I'll play it. But this is what I play. Mm-hmm. There is a. I would say a significant portion probably buying this the second or third time. Like I'm raising my hand right here, just because of the cross save feature that is involved with this game as well. It, that's insane. Like I don't have to do really much of anything with like PC. It all saves to their cloud. And then once I go into my Switch, all I do is download the cloud save, play it, then come back, then upload the cloud save, and I'm done. That's interesting. Let me ask you something here. Mm -hmm. This is how my little marketing brain works. I'm always kind of going this whole publisher angle. Mm -hmm. Do you think there's an avenue, let's say, where a publisher or a developer could release a game, like a bundle on Switch? You get the Switch copy... Mm-hmm. It's inferior, obviously, but it also comes with a PC code in crossplay. Let's say it's a, an old game. I don't know. Just pick one. It's an old game. Um, mm-hmm. I'll, I'm going to use Titanfall. Let's say it's Titanfall. Uh, you get Titanfall 2 on Switch, and you can play it on Switch, and it runs at 720p30. But there's a PC code in here. You can play it on PC, and it has crossplay. Do you think if they packaged them both together and sold it for full retail, do you think that would be attractive to some people? I- I don't think it would be much more attractive than I thought. I, I think people who seek out this cross-save uh, type of things that already have the PC Probably. version. And then it's, um, like it's minimal at best, but it could yeah. be like an additional like throw-in. Like, hey, you can take it on the go on Switch and play at home in PC and like all over the graphical fidelity, but we want you, we want you to play our game no matter where you are. It's mm-hmm. honestly like kind of using the Switch as like a Trojan horse to getting people to, to experience other things. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. It could focus more on a certain audience, but I wouldn't say that would be like their main. Oh, definitely not. Definitely not. Yeah. That's what I was thinking because, you know, a lot of these ports that come out and they're like 40, 45, like uh, Saints Row, things like that. I was wondering, could you go full retail if you included yet another copy of the game or something like that? Interesting. Speaking of ports, Mafia 2, the definitive edition, has been rated for Switch and other uh, consoles for release in Korea. So that's, I, I, have you guys played Mafia? No, nope. I didn't think so. I, I, so I played Mafia 3 and play Mafia 2. I like Mafia. It's like GTA, but it's not as crazy. So it's <laughs> like uh, on the scale of like crazy open world sandbox game, Mafia might be at like the least crazy. And then GTA is like probably somewhere in the middle, right? Mm-hmm. And then Saints Row is on the other end. Pretty yeah, crazy. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but Mafia 2 is kind of like, it's very grounded open world. Like you, you know, like I remember mafia and and like the godfather like you had like traffic laws and you know like very much like trying to do you know the hit or the killer or the robbery or something without being mm-hmm. detected and without being seen you know so it's a lot of that versus just like guns play you can still do that but like the game i think punishes you more or at least tries to warn you know the game gets much harder if you do that like mm-hmm. a mafia three if you just start busting into every bar guns blazing like you're gonna face some serious resistance versus mm-hmm. like sneaking through kind of getting in and getting the hit and getting out of there. But uh, I'm excited about this one. I think this is cool. And this is an older game that it hasn't been around for a while, like a decade. So mm-hmm. I'd be totally apt to replaying it. And uh, hopefully the port 
you know, makes it makes the port over well. Yeah, I think uh, I've seen some reviews with Mafia 2. Uh, I'm not a huge GTA guy or even Saints Row guy. I, I don't know why I don't like it. I just don't like how the person feels, that third person. Um, but this one sold real, I mean, reviewed very, very well. Um, so I would be interested to see what they do with the updated graphics and, and might like, you know, dip my toes, um, with this one. Cool. Uh, it's interesting how they, uh, have a, is it, is it a ratings board released in Korea? Korea always does that. Yeah. Always release stuff. Early. Like every, every territory has got one, right? Like Australia's <laughs> got one. I think the Philippines, Korea, China, Japan. Yeah. Um, there's one like all of Asia, the UK, uh, North yeah, America, yeah, yeah. South America. So yeah, like you always get these little leaks everywhere. Like there's no way you, you can't just keep anything like under wraps forever. It's too hard in today's time. Yeah. Um, the last news story that we have this week in Nintendo is that there are a ton of games currently on sale on the eShop. Uh, basically, almost every publisher has having some sort of promotion. So if you haven't checked it out, definitely pull up the Switch. Go take a look at the eShop or go on the website. So Sega, Ubisoft, Evolver Digital, WB, Blizzard, uh, they're all having promotional publisher sales. Golf mm-hmm. Stories on sale. Jackbox is on sale. 505 Games are on sale. The Taurus is on sale. Bastion and Transistor. They've been on mm-hmm. sale before. If you don't have these games, like buy these games. Like they're incredible games. They're yeah. beautiful games. They're like two dollars. It's like they're insane. A lot on sale right now. Yeah. Just go buy those games if you've never, even if you've played them already. Go buy them again. <laughs> Transistors, my game of the year, twenty fourteen. It's wow. just so good. It's oh. so so good. Huh. Um, so Vegabon Artist asked, did anyone get anything in the eShop sale? Which is a perfect way of transitioning to what we've been up to and what we've been playing. So I'd like to start, and I'd like to tell you that I've been playing a game uh, today and yesterday that I'm quite fond of, and it's called Kunai. And it is Mm -hmm. this action-adventure, Metroidvania-type platformer, Mm -hmm. which, for whatever reason, I feel like I'm in a niche for. Coming off of Ori, like, I just kind of have a feel for this one, and this one is pretty, I want to say, special or definitely a lot of fun. Um, Mm -hmm. I've known about it for a few weeks now, just kind of waiting on a sale. I had, like, an odd price. It was, like, $17.99 or something like that Mm -hmm. instead of being the $19.99 or the $14.99 and kind of Sanderson in the middle. And, you know, with all the stuff that we've had, Animal Crossing, Ori, Doom, all the things coming out, I haven't had a whole lot of time. But it's on sale. I think it's on sale for $11. I think I paid for it. It has really good reviews if you haven't checked any of them out. And um, it's very much in that action-adventure Metroid puzzle, you know, action game type thing. Like a Hollow Knight, not as hard. Um, Mm -hmm. Like a Shovel Knight, more Metroidvania stuff. Like Ori. Ori is a really good comp for it. The cool, cool thing about this one is that the kunai is like your grappling hooks. That's what they're called, right? So you get like this Twilight Princess double grappling hook thing where you're constantly swinging around left to right all through the level. So it's oh, super that fast. Fun. It's not super fast, but when you do it right, it does become fast. Like you, when you when done correctly, you can really build some momentum. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing I like, I've only, I've only played it for maybe a couple hours. I'm through like the first two bosses and uh, through the second level or the second area. I don't think level is the right way of referring to it. The way it looks. So it's got like this monochrome, which I don't even think is the right way. It's kind of like a muted look, kind of like like a Game Boy game you're talking about. Okay, yeah. As soon as you said that, I I realized what that was. Yeah, and it's adorable because your main character is like this tablet. It's a tablet with has like robot arms and legs, and Mm -hmm. the tablet makes these 
emoji faces when you do things. So as he's running around, he's got like this big happy face. And the moment you swing your sword, he's got like this angry face. And then when he gets like a new uh, power up or something, his eyes start to sparkle and his mouth gets all big. And it's just, it's very like emotive and it's very cute and adorable. Even for its color palette, which is typically not my thing. Like I said, it's kind of muted. It's kind of like a, like a Game Boy aesthetic or like um, the Lion's yeah. Song, which is a, a game that I reviewed. It only used like three colors. Like the, the palette <laughs> is very soft. But like I, kind of like Downwell too. Like Downwell or like God of Roboto was just like black and white, but it's like kind of them, mm-hmm. you know, it's just very mm-hmm. simple, but I actually think it makes it stand out. It's very different, you know, than an Ori or than a, a Hollow Knight or, or a Shovel Knight. It's very different in that regard. And the thing that I love about it most is the actions have weight and feel when you hit somebody like a Hollow Knight or Shovel Knight, like you kind of rebound off of them. And it gives you like kind of that explosion, like that 16 bit, like, and like, I, I love that feeling. And when you really get going with the grappling hooks and you start pulling off some combos and like, you get like some guns and stuff, it just feels good. It's really cool. It's, um, I'm enjoying it quite a bit. So, um, I'm going to keep playing it. And I, I'm really happy that I found this one because one of the things I was going to say, as I start to rattle off some of the other things I've been playing is, <clears throat> It's a little dis- disassociating, like being on a Nintendo podcast, having some sort of Nintendo reputation and like not playing Animal Crossing constantly. I feel yeah. like I'm not talking to the people that I normally talk to, like as much as I normally do. I'm not in Twitter threads and other things as I normally am. Um, Animal Crossing is still throughout this entire house. Um, <clears throat> wife and I are both home today, right? Yeah. Started like work was low. She wasn't doing much. I, I was like, "Hey, you know, like what's going on?" Chad? Maybe like kind of kiss on her. Like, she's like, "I'm playing Animal Crossing. I'm trying to get this. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get this. She's trying to get this star or meteor or whatever across the sky." I was like, "Are you are you kidding me right now?" Um, I had to put a dock in our room because she keeps draining the batteries. Oh wow! So yeah so like that's happening like again i bought the animal crossing switch three weeks in a row she's never played a game before she's still playing it's her switch now i don't even own the switch anymore at least i got to swap out the joy con so she's not using the animal crossing ones like just (laughs) use some cheap ones here are the green ones like please don't 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 mess these up um but it is very interesting because uh, in Nintendo Shack and Discord, on Twitter, just everything, all of my friends constantly just Animal mm-hmm. Crossing this, Animal Crossing that. Look at this thing I made. Look at this thing I'm doing. And I'm just like, wow, I, I'm like real happy for everybody. But it's almost disassociating because it's like, man, I don't know what to do right now because there's nothing else. It's not like there's an option. Doom Eternal didn't come out on Switch. Not that I would play it anyway. So I, I've been playing Doom Eternal on Xbox, but I've started trying to like find some things to do. So yeah. one of the games that I picked up was The Legend of Skyfish. And the reason that I picked it up is because on Apple Arcade, which you guys know I, I grabbed the iPad for and everything, they just launched Legend of, or the the Skyfish 2, Legend of Skyfish 2, the sequel, directly into Apple Arcade. I was like, oh, that's cool. I want to see what it is. But I was wondering if I needed to play the first one. Once It's like $4. So I, I grabbed it and started playing it. It's mm-hmm. like Zelda for babies, like 2D Zelda. It's very, cool. very minimal. Um, but I like it quite a bit because it's, it's cute. It is like a mobile game. I don't want to... I don't want the Zelda word to to raise expectations higher than they should be. It's like a mobile game, but I like it because it's level based and it's bite sized. So the whole thing is you just got to go from like, you got to get to the end and break the totem and there's action combat and some very basic like Zelda like puzzles, move the, the, the box to, to hit the switch, you know, and like, instead of a grappling hook, you have a fishing pole. 
So you like swing your fishing pole and it pulls you off to the other side. And then, you know, like it's, it, it, it compounds, it gets harder. So like it starts moving, like moving rafts between islands and things like that. So the whole thing is you just kind of go level by level there. I think there's, I don't know, 55, 75 of them or so I'm, I'm through like 20. Um, but it's very easy to play if you're not like really paying attention to anything. Right. Mm-hmm. That's like the thing that I kind of enjoy about it. You can play it while you're watching TV or something because it's, there's not like a lot of story. There's not a lot of characters, not a lot of lore. You don't really have to pay attention. You can kind of just veg out, like kind of turn your brain off and kind of do the things that all of us already know how to do from playing these types mm-hmm. of games for so long. Like you already know how to do all this stuff. Did you play Blossom Tales? It sounds the way that you're describing it where it's Zelda like, but it's, you know, a lot more casual. There's not really a whole lot going on. The kind of similar puzzles, similar items. Far. It, it- Far less than Blossom Tales. Blossom Tales is like Link to the Past almost remade. Yeah. Um, it's very similar. This is very, very light. Very okay. light. So if you've got like young, even, even. Okay. yeah, if you've got young kids or something like that, I would got push it. them this way. Or if you're just looking for something, you know, a couple bucks to like kind of, you know, blow while you're doing it's fun. You know, it is fun. It's a good game. It's, um, you know, it's shallow uh, so far, at least. That's not to say a bad thing sometimes, at least for me, that's not a bad thing because I love hack and slash games. Like give me a Warriors game and just smash some buttons for a little bit, not pay too much attention. I I find, you know, some cathartic good feelings out of stuff like that from time to time. Definitely. Um, So I started playing uh, Wind Waker. I tried to anyway. Like I was like, well, you know what? Everybody's playing Animal Crossing, so I'm going to go play Zelda game. Hmm. Um, So you guys remember a couple months ago, I started playing Wind Waker and I was taking all these pictures and everything. I booted it up, and I'm not even exactly sure really where I was when I left off, because after all the COVID things have happened, all these games came out, and Animal Crossing, like, I was like, um, I don't know, for whatever reason, I don't like jumping into a game, like, halfway in. You know, it's like, I'll just restart it and play it again. You know, it's like, I don't really know where I am. I have to get a guide, kind of figure out what I'm supposed to do. And, like, I've got, like, a uh, a waypoint. I know where to go, but I don't know. It felt weird. So I started uh, Pikmin 4. <laughs> I Pikmin just- Three? three? I'm sorry, Pikmin three. I just <laughs> yes. pulled up Pikmin three on. Uh, I wish you were playing Pikmin four. I, I must have like. I would be so happy if you were saying, playing Pikmin four. Yeah, exactly. You just broke a lot of people's hearts. <laughs> I must have just like subconsciously put. I was like, it's got to be four, right? We've been talking about four for years. Um, no, Pikmin three. I just booted up on the Wii U because um, I was trying to play Zelda, and I started playing it. And um, you know, I played it all the way through on Wii U the first time, and I think I played like day like six or seven like the snow area with like the yellow pikmin the electricity and you completing the circuits and stuff just had a really good night like with it um mm-hmm. wife was playing animal crossing i was playing pikmin it's kind of like chill which is kind of what i feel like i've been kind of searching for just kind of hang out type of pikmin games is a chill game well i mean i couldn't play pikmin because it was not a chill game okay guys that stressed me out describe to me what pikmin is like it's like a, it's like an rts Okay. Uh, one of the things that bothers people a lot is when your Pikmin nope, die, yeah. uh, they're like little ghosts fly up. So like the Nintendo <laughs> fan good. thing to do is to not lose any Pikmin. I'll <laughs> sacrifice Pikmin. Like, I don't play this game and I don't care at all. I'm like, look, go kill the guy and just start no. smashing the button, charge full steam ahead. Um, but it's just very, it, I would think it's a chill game based on some of the, I'm, I'm playing Doom compared to Doom. Pikmin is incredibly okay, chill. <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, but you just like, you go around, you find batteries or like fruit and you bring it back to your spaceship to make enough fuel to fly off to the next area. It's, you know, it's, I it's, think it was the time limit that stressed me out with that game. Mm, yep. Yep. There's that too. And, uh, one of the things that I was reminded of is how much I enjoy playing with the stylus. Versus the controls. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, I wonder, okay. like, if we ever do get another Pikmin like game, 
how how much I'm going to miss that because the stylus mm-hmm. when they implemented the stylus like it was so much better to just tap 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 and, and point where you wanted them to go. Oh, okay. And then the last thing that I did get in the sale, again, it's on sale, is the Sega Genesis Classics. So uh, today you might have seen a couple of clips that I posted to the Shack Life Twitter account where I was mm-hmm. playing some Streets of Rage, Streets of Rage 2. Uh, yeah. I jumped into Sonic 2 for whatever reason. I played a little Sonic spinball. Um, but really, I bought it for Streets of Rage and for the kids. The kids, you know, like they don't know any of those games. Um, the only thing that I want to say before I get out of your guys' way is I thought it was really, really cool, like the wrapping that they put the game in. I've never played this game. I know it's been out forever. I've never bought it because it's you know, like thirty, forty dollars, and I don't want to pay that much for some Sega ROMs. Um, but I think it was twelve dollars or something like that is what I paid for it on sale. Um, it's cool. You actually select the cartridge off of a shelf. So like the op, like the menu of the game is is like a room, and you've got this little old TV. You've got the Genesis. There's like a poster on the wall for like special extras, and then there's literally a shelf of games. And you literally like cycle through the games left and right, up and down. So cool. You pick the game that you want, and then a cartridge comes off and goes in the Genesis. Oh, I like that. And turns on, and then it can go full screen, or you can play it where the bumpers of the screen are the TV. So it looks like you're playing it in the TV. You kind of see like the wall behind the TV and stuff like that. Super fun. I, I love that little nostalgia. That little that little bit of just some, charm is they fantastic. They did something similar with um. They released uh, the Lion King and Aladdin um from like the yeah. Super Nintendo and um, Genesis, and they they have a lot of different modes where they you can make it look like that. Where you filters can and like things like that. Mm-hmm. So that's what yeah. like the the Super Nintendo Classic did that the PlayStation Classic like did none of that. The PlayStation Classic is literally a circle wheel of game art. Oh wow! And it's like blue. Yeah. Like the only nostalgia that it has is like the Sony logo that pops up when you turn on the console. And then after that, it's all gone. That was a rough product. That classic was, man, they had it. It could have been so great. It could have been. It could have been so great. And I still like but mine. I hacked the mess out of mine, so it's still okay. But yeah. anyway, guys, that's what I've been playing. So allow me to get out of your way. Rebecca, what have you been up to? So as for the eShop sale, I did um, get two things. I haven't started them. And the thing is with these kind of sales, I buy things and then it takes me forever to actually get them or to um, to actually play them. Um, So I tried to buy things that I know that like I definitely want to play at some point, but also are very short games, like under 10 hour kind of thing. So that like Mm -hmm. I can actually, when I do get around to them, I can actually finish them. I got Unravel 2, which is something that um, I've been wanting for a long time i was putting it off because i was hoping that they would put unravel one on the switch um it doesn't look like they're going to um but you don't need to know anything i don't think to play unravel two um so that's one that like it was like five dollars you know when i play it i'll play it um i think there's co-op so like yes that was a big option Mm -hmm. um it looks really cute it reminds me of like little big planet yeah kind of I like the platforming. I like it. It also reminds me of Rayman Legends, which, you know, mm-hmm. those are easy games to play. And then I also got um, Grease. Gree? Gree. Oh, Ooh. Gree. Yeah, Gree. Yeah. Um, which I love the game. I wanted to play it. I've been waiting. You know, it's been going on sale a couple of times. I finally got it. And it's not that nice. long. So I will eventually play that. You beat it in a day. I've only heard really good things about that. And I'm so excited because it's so beautiful. It's yeah. gorgeous. It's utterly gorgeous. You should mm-hmm. play it docked mm-hmm. um, because there there is a moment... Like, that game won't mean as much to, to anybody. Like, if you're not one of those types of people that kind of get awed at how pretty a game can be while you're moving. No, I do. Then you're going to love it. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, it is. it might be the prettiest game on Switch. It's gorgeous yeah. if you really appreciate the art style. 
Yeah, that's and that's the reason why I got it. I don't know if I'm gonna like the actual game itself, but like basic platform. Everyone talks about it, so it's very basic platforming. It was cheap enough, like seven dollars or eight dollars or something. So like, why not, right? Um, there were a couple other things that I I still might get on the eShop sale. Donnie, you probably really want like Katana Zero. Golf story. I have. Yeah, you gotta get golf story. Get golf story. story. I don't know if I would like it. That's why you get it while it's on sale. You're gonna love it. Everybody loves golf story. There is a rap battle between kids and old people at a golf course. What more <laughs> could you want from a video game? I'll probably get it, but it's like, I don't know when game. I'll play it, but I'm sure I will. Mm-hmm. Um, I, w- I saw that Spyro was on sale mm-hmm. for like $20. I really yeah. want to get that, but I would rather have it physical. So I don't know if I'm going to mm. pull the trigger on that one. All that the Activision's sense. ones, I think Crash. Yeah. yeah, they're all on sale. That's the kind of game that I think I want to have physical anyway, but... I don't know. I still might. Mm-hmm. I don't know how the port made it. I I got the Spyro collection on Xbox. I don't know how the port yeah, made too. it over to Switch, so I can't really talk about it. Yeah. I'm sure it's fine. Yeah. On on, on like, Xbox, it's like 4K. It's literally gorgeous, but I don't know how I much of that comes over. about graphics that much. <laughs> <laughs> so I bought Spyro on Xbox uh, way back when, and I just played the first game, and then when I tried to get into the second game or third game, I... I don't know. Like Riptide's this Revenge? Is, really? Most people yeah. say the opposite. Yeah. No, nah, really. Yeah. I, I totally got into the first one in second and third. No, uh-huh. I, and I, I sold it back to GameStop. That's one of the few games. I was like, I'm definitely not going to play this again and sold it oh. back to GameStop. So. Interesting. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's what I got for the eShop sale. Um, I finished Chrono Trigger this week. Nice. Ooh, I saw yeah. you and Jason talking oh about it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I, yeah, I watched you stream the final boss. I was like, it what was is so happening? Intense. That was I played like so when I stopped playing last time, right before I got to like the final, like I knew it was the final boss. I knew I was going into it. I ended up playing for almost five hours, thinking like, oh my yeah. god, this is I the was end. Like, Dang, no, wait, she's still going. Okay. I kept going and going. <laughs> I was so exhausted by the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh my gosh, like this is one of those games where it's like, why didn't I play it sooner kind of a thing? And I think I'm using a lot of my extra free time now to like go back and play a lot of these games that I missed. Um, I did a lot of that last year as well, like games that either started or like games that I've wanted to play this whole time or just like old games that people love that I missed at some point. And I'm so mm-hmm. glad that I did for this one. Um it, it has many different endings, so I feel like I also want to go back and like either watch or like play some of the other endings. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always I did, watch them. I did cry at the end of my ending a oh little bit. <laughs> but it's a really great game. Then I'll have to get. Yeah. I'll have to get to it. Um, I was hoping that the collection of Mana would be on sale for um, mm-hmm. the the eShop sale because that's another one that I think a lot of people who like Chrono Trigger like um, Secret of Mana. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. that's one that I want to play at some point as well. Um, other than that, I have been playing Animal Crossing. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> but, um, How's it going? Trying to With learn that. more of the terraforming, which is super overwhelming. Cool. I unlocked the ability to do that, um, I think, either late last week or over the weekend. And, like, I've been using it a little bit, but it's so overwhelming. Like, I'm seeing people's creations um and i'm wondering like where do they get the creativity to make a lot of the things that they're making and like it's minecraft man i feel like i'm barely touching the terraforming because i don't even know where to start with mine mm-hmm. and that's okay but that's i'm okay. going little by little yeah <laughs> um i don't know i feel like there's so much comparing to other people's islands i just need to like 
just be happy. There has been a lot of comparisons. Like I look at other people that have been playing hundreds of hours. I'm like, geez, I know it's my islands are not going to look as pretty as that right now. So just like, leave it be, just (laughs) stop comparing. Just, yeah. We had a couple questions related to Animal Crossing. Mathman Ryan wants to know, at what point does one need to hold an intervention for a loved one who's addicted to a video game? He has a family member who's oh, been averaging 10 plus hours each day with Animal Crossing. What I'm there. Think? Like, we're starting to have marital problems over here. It's like, wait a second, let's get some priorities <laughs> in line. I'm starting to get there. It's like starting to the point where she sent me an Animal Crossing meme. Like wow. text. I was like, what the hell? What That's world is this? Good. Like, do you just want to be on the podcast and I'll just <laughs> go to work or something? Like, <laughs> Sam said he was up till 2 a.m. playing Animal Crossing the other night. He never stays up until 2 wow. a.m. He's not a Nintendo person. I gave him Animal Crossing and Breath of the Wild thinking that he would like Breath of the Wild. He hasn't mm-hmm. touched it. Wow. And, and Animal Crossing, just, just, he's just all over that? Apparently. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I don't know when when is right to hold an intervention. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it does impede with their life. Like if they're not eating and not sleeping, it's like, yeah. oh, this is this is a not good. Uh, it, just make sure that they're aware that it's an excessive amount of play. Like if they understand that, then like that's the first step. Right? <laughs> Recognizing the problem. Recognizing the problem. Okay, and then we can move forward from there. No, I agree that, that you got to got to keep the the eating and sleeping schedule is the and, important thing. And other types of tasks. Now if they're <laughs> children, just just ground them and take away their switch or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Crouchy wants to know what are two quality of life improvements that would make Animal Crossing better right now? I'll let you guys take that one. Or right, you know what? Like shovels and axes that don't break, then I'll let you take the rest. <laughs> of course. That's like an intended feature though. Okay. <laughs> the question was two improvements that would make it better right now. Okay, that's my, I think the big one for me is crafting more than one item at a time. That was mine. That was seriously mine. That needs to be a thing because like there are some things where like you might need to like if you want to make multiple of an item like the fishing bait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially oh, right that takes now, forever. I've been using the fishing bait to guarantee fish instead of eggs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to do one at a time. So I have like 20 clams and I have to hit, like I have to go in, hit craft, craft the bait for one clam, yeah. go in, craft one bait, go you in. smash the A button while I watch like, I feel like I'm sitting there just pressing A. I feel a like that's always been Animal Crossing, isn't it? Like it all the time, yeah. like yeah, for like, like decades. Oh, no, it, I, it's such an easy thing for them. I've seen people make mock-ups of it, of like how easily they could do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. but then everybody would fly through the game like five times faster than they already no, do. Like no, that's, they're trying to slow you all down. I think the fish baiting the multiple items, that's just the one thing that the pace won't go too fast if they I just agree. put that. Multiple okay. of the same item, not the like, same item. Right, right, not right. different items all at once. Sure. I get it. Like you've got the materials to make 30 chairs. You want to yes, make 30 exactly. of them instead of one at a time. I get it. Mm-hmm. The other really big thing for me is when I go into the Able Sisters store. And I'm like trying on the outfits and it only lets me buy like one item of each type at a time. So like if there's five shirts I want to buy, I can only buy one at a time. And then I have to like leave and then go back in for each one. So if there's multiple things I want to buy, I wish I could make like a shopping cart and buy multiple things at one time. Jason, the chat says control tool wheel with D-pad. Remember I was saying that like I don't understand why I couldn't map yeah. A specific tool yeah, to a specific true. button, like hotkeys. That would be nice. Didn't make it like you've got all these things to manage, like being able to map certain functions to a hotkey makes all the sense in the world. 
Yep. Yeah. That's a good one. Okay. There you go. He also wants to know what are your two favorite peanut butter recipes? <laughs> I don't have two, but I really like the um, making the peanut butter cookies where you put a little Hershey kiss in the yeah. middle. Oh, so good. Mm-hmm. I had, uh, yeah, once in high school, there was uh, a classmate of mine. Her parents always made that every, like, October and November. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, those are heaven. My mom, they're, um, she called, I don't know if they're what they're officially called, know. but she called them peanut butter blossoms. Oh. And you've got to, like, score the, the, the peanut butter. you got to score the cookie before you put the thing in there or to, like, melt and fall off. So, like, that's the thing she was telling me. you got to take, like, a yeah. fork and, like, crisscross mm-hmm. it so it'll melt yeah. into the grooves. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, just like, like, pottery class and, like, art class. <laughs> Same thing. Um, peanut butter. Mm. I love peanut butter. All right, this is going to be weird. <laughs> I really love is peanut it? butter and, um, oh, what's it called? Like, um, like whipped cream. But not, like, whipped cream, like, um, like Cool Whip. Right? I took, like, peanut butter. And mix it with a Cool Whip and then, like, kind of freeze it. And it's like a peanut butter, like, ice cream kind of thing. Kind I really of, yeah. like that. I think it's pretty good. That sounds um, really good. I like peanut butter sandwich with green apples. And I okay. love a peanut butter sandwich with honey. Like, anything with like, yeah. peanut butter and honey together. Those are fantastic. Yeah. Uh, for me, um, my dad's – one of my dad's favorite recipes is these, um, like, these peanut butter chocolate no-bake cookies where the base is not, like, dough but dried oats. Um, they're very, very good, actually. Um, you want to try that out? So they're just called chocolate peanut butter, no bake cookies. If you want to look those up. Um, and the other one, I love cheesecake. I love chocolate. I love peanut butter. Why not do a chocolate peanut butter cheesecake? Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. It's like heaven. That's Um, good stuff. But yeah. Love, love me some good peanut butter. All right, Garrett. What have you been up to, buddy? Uh, well, yeah, the first thing on the list, I have not been playing Animal Crossing recently. I saw you online on Animal Crossing, Gary. Ooh, yeah. she's like, wait a second, that is a lie. That's not me. <laughs> <laughs> That's not me. So uh, my girlfriend over here, oh. she's, been, uh, she's been actually, I've been slowly introducing her to Animal Crossing and showed her how to do certain things one step at a time and that she could completely she fell through get her own profile get her an I, I did so last night i was like okay i have the one physical game so what i did is just like put my physical game into the regular switch and got her her own profile in that switch and she can play whatever she wants on that island but she still wants to go to come to mine because i have all the stuff <laughs> sure. ready to go so i'm like yeah sure play what you want <laughs> so she's been really digging that it, it's really cool to see um, I know Carol is like so fascinating and surprised that many non fans are into Animal Crossing now. It's just like how accessible it is now. I think of like, I don't know, like Monster Hunter and like how it came from 3DS to like, you know, Monster Hunter World, how it's just got just easy to play and it looks, you know, aesthetically pl- like pleasing. It's just like Animal Crossing, right? All the non gamers are coming in and they're sharing on all the social media. And pictures, video clips, and it's so darn adorable. That's I'm the other it thing. I'm up in lots of different, like, well, like lots of other fandoms are incorporating Animal Crossing. Like uh, um, on Reddit, like the Survivor subreddit, like mm-hmm. people were making Animal Crossing themed, like yeah, whatever their fandom is. Yeah, it's so, it's so easy to bring other franchises and other like yeah to implement in the, into their Animal Crossing. You can make it as creepy as you want, making it like you know have little dolls and then just like you smiling, or it could be just completely cute and adorable. So I think it's just there's a little bit of fun for everyone in this game, and I think that's why it's so popular. Other than the, you know 
circumstances. I think anytime right you have a game that's like super creative, you know, like a little yeah. big planet or a dreams or a Mario maker or something like that, the Sims, you always attract that, that kind of, it always leans to attracting that type of person. Yeah. Yeah. And it sure. does feel like, like animal crossing the word of mouth has been built for yeah. years yeah. for this release that, yeah. And you just exploded. It was a powder kick. Perfect swirl of coincident timing for them. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Uh, I've gotten back into uh, Mario Rabbit's Kingdom Battle. So uh, I have not played this game in quite a while. I actually randomly stopped. I don't even remember why. But um, Oh, you right never now, finished it? I never finished it. Oh, man. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and That's another one my, of those on sale. I think it's $15 right now. So it, Yeah, it's $15 for the everything. I think it's like including DLC. Listeners, if you don't if you don't have this game, like you've got to go get it. It's incredible. It's it, it's so good. It doesn't deserve to be as good as it, as it is. Like you think of Mario and Rabbids back in the day, it's like oh, Rabbids, blah, and whatever. Yeah. But but this game is there. It's it's an XCOM light game. That's very like if you're not familiar with XCOM, that's okay. It's not that it's not too complicated to get into. I think it's a very good gateway into these types of games. This turn based, um, kind of like Valkyria Chronicles and stuff like that. Um, <clears throat> so I'm in World Three with that as the Boo Ghost, and I'm playing a battle every evening, every morning. That's kind of like my cadence. Like, all right. And a battle is kind of like, I don't know, 15 minutes, 20 minutes tops. Like, it's not too bad. Maybe a boss battle is like half an hour. So it's not like too much if you want to just play a battle or something. Uh, but yeah, I've been playing that. I in, in From the eShop, I did buy the season pass. Uh, it was for like 10 bucks. So I went for that. Um, I'm going to look into the other sales. It's just I've I've bought so many games, and I still have games on my Switch I want to play. I don't know if I'll, I'll get more this time around, but we'll see. Maybe The Tourist. Uh, I heard that one. I love that one. Guy. You guys get to get all the Devolver stuff. Ape Out, Devolver Katana stuff, yeah. Zero, all the things. You need all of the things. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, pl- I, I played Ape Out. Um, yeah, Katana Zero, I'll, I'll need to play. Um, Hotline Miami 2. Hotline Collection. Collection. So good. I, so good. I love so much um yeah uh and then i've also actually been playing not on switch but it's on switch uh it's slay the spire and and people i I mean some people have heard of it some people have not what this is is a deck building roguelike game so you start off with a very basic set of cards of just attack and defense and then basically you go through turn by turn to like play as many cards as you can in your hand and then you just uh, you know attack to defeat HP and defeat the monsters. And then as you go into each level, it, you add a card into your deck. He's like, all right, choose one of the three of these cards. And it gets more complicated. It gets more a little bit more complex as you go along with these levels. And then you make this really unique deck of yours. I was going to um, say, I assume the decks can have themes or certain trends that you kind of lean into. Yeah, yeah. So there's uh, four characters, and then like each character has like maybe two or three strategies you can use. Okay. And you you can kind of mix those up. Uh, So like uh, there's cards that like you take advantage of like exhausting cards, where it's like instead of discarding them, you exhaust them so you can never play them again in battle, but you get a bunch of extra bonuses when you do that. So you can pull off really cool combos. Um, I find it very addicting. And as I, I love card building, deck building games. Um, if, if you guys are into that, this is definitely a game you should pay attention to. Um, it's on games Pass for PC. That's why I've been playing it, but it's also on switch. Um, I'll definitely shout it out when it ever gets on sale, but it's, it's, uh, it's really good. And I know some, a lot of people are hooked on it. 
You're just uh, making me want like a really good Pokemon card game video game. Mm-hmm. It's a shame that we haven't had one since Game Boy. And the yeah. thing that they have on PC kind of sucks. It's not good. Oh, oh really? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, Yu-Gi-Oh! That, that's one I've been really into as well. That's on Switch. It has everything on there. So if you're into Yu-Gi-Oh! It's right there. Uh, and then this has been a while, but uh, I just want to say I did beat Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon. Um, and uh, it was good. I think I was getting a bit tired at the end of this game, um, especially the second to last level. It is crazy. It's just insane what you have to do. Um, you have to suck all the ghosts in a time limit, and I'm not good with time limits. And like, it was so heart pounding. I I barely got to the end of it. It was like one second left. I'm like, go 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 go. And then like, uh, my thumb just really hurts at the end. Like 3DS games in Luigi's Mansion does not go well because like you have to pull like your thumb to the left or right in order to get associate to suck all the ghosts. And I don't know. I feel like I had like just tension in my thumb after that. I was like, ugh. Um, but other than that, um, really enjoyable game, really, uh, uh, quite a, you know, significant game, substantial long game. So, um, if, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. Okay, cool. Did you play Luigi's Mansion three? Not yet. That's the next, next one in the dock. Now I'm finished with this one. That one's really, really good. Good. Okay. Let's get into our shack questions direct from you as I check in on our time. Let's see here. 55 minutes. You guys got time yeah. to do these? Absolutely. Let's okay. do it. Question number one comes from Kevin. With basically everything being delayed, canceled, or postponed due to the pandemic, is Nintendo secretly the winner here? Having announced nothing other than Xeno this year, can't really disappoint with delays if we don't know what's coming. Okay. Um, I guess I'll, I'll go first. I don't know what you mean by like winning. Like, because I think everyone in in these companies are like, crap, what do we do this year? Um, I think Nintendo has a leg up of not announcing a ton of new games this year, especially later on. I know PlayStation and Sony had to, you know, pull back with The Last of Us and Iron Man, I'm sure. Ghost of Tsushima is going to be out as well. Xbox is like, eh, I'm not really sure what kind of games are we going to release as well. Well, they pushed Um, pushed all their stuff, right? They pushed Wasteland. They pushed... Um, oh really yeah they push wait what's the other one uh, minecraft minecraft dungeons they push that one too yeah that's true i mean that, that for about a month or so but yeah. yeah they definitely pushed it but i think fans like of those like you know companies they're like we understand sure. like it's not going to be like in the end all be all if we're delaying these games it's like we we understand that you know this takes time it takes shipments and products to be made uh somewhere else and logistically is not going to happen um for now so I don't know. I, I mean, I guess Nintendo has a leg up saying that they're not playing anything. But at the same time, I don't think it's a big deal, um, to, to be quite honest with you. Yeah, I got to agree with that. I mean, I feel like whether you know about the game or not, we're still not playing it right now. So what's the difference? Mm-hmm. That makes yeah. sense. No, I, I'm, that, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I don't think it's, I mean, compared to most Nintendo years, it's really not all that different. You know, it's not like we've, like the entire Switch generation, yeah. it's not like we've really had a really long roadmap. And even when we've had a roadmap, you know, Jason and I were making fun of games. Like we were getting indie games this year that were announced in like an indie direct the year Switch came out. And like mm-hmm. there are constantly like indie rollovers and things like that. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I understand Kevin's uh, direction here. 
I do think it, it, you know, like he doesn't, they don't have like a big game scheduled for May or June that everybody was looking forward to that now mm-hmm. they're disappointed in. Um, but at the same time, with everything that's going on, I don't think anybody cares if gamers are disappointed and something like that is such, you know, trivial, least of anybody's mm-hmm. worries type of stuff. Yeah. But I did want to take uh, the moment here to every now and again, I like to at least go over kind of. Uh, my own roadmap and let you guys uh, ping in with stuff that you wanted. So I did do about 10 minutes of diving into all of the things that we, all the things that I think we could see this year without going crazy with Metroid and breath of the wild stuff, you know, without getting mm-hmm. into that stuff. Um, Kyle mentioned in the chat and I have seen some of this uh, being bantered around that Pokemon DLC could be postponed. Possibly. I, I I was gonna say I don't I haven't really been looking into it too much because I don't think so because it's mostly digital, but I guess if they can't finish it then sure, um, but they just promoted it in the direct they just had so if I I don't think if they weren't confident in making it with June right if they weren't confident in making yeah. that I don't think they would have said it in the in the direct. Yeah, they don't have an exact release date on that, right? No, they don't. I think it is still just June. Yeah, but, I think they just uh, said June, okay. and the other one was like fall. Well, that's a so digital release leeway. as well. Yeah, there's exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah, it's going to be a digital release. Most people are probably going to be getting the digital expansions. You know, I don't think too many people will be going in to buy download cards at GameStop. So mm. yeah, I think they can get by with that. Plus, it's June. You know, who knows what we might be in June. June might be fine by the time June rolls around. And probably not, but we might be. Probably we don't not. We don't know, right? So mm-hmm. anyway, um, so we got moving out and coming out this month. I'm sure there's countless other indies and things come out this month, but they're not on my radar. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Xenoblade, Bioshock, XCOM, Borderlands, The Wonderful 101, mm-hmm. and Shantae until further notice, until if any of those get delayed. We've got all of those coming out in May with Minecraft wow. Dungeons. So May is like banging. Now, yeah. again, for gamers that play a lot of games, like all of us at PSVG, not all of these might mean much to you because you have other consoles. But that doesn't mean that there aren't things dropping for fans that have it, right? And then what I put down here is I wrote down a list of things that I expect to hear from in June. And the reason I'm saying this, I'm expecting we'll have a June Direct kind of taking place of E3 like we normally do. Yeah. So here are the things that we know. Or, mm, here are the things that I think we know probably should come out this year. Mm-hmm. Bravely Default 2, right? Already yes. announced this year. Deadly Premonition 2 announced for this year. Yeah. No More Heroes 3 announced for this year. Yokai Watch 4? Possibly. Like it's it's know. out in Japan. Like we're expecting that to come. Know. Right, yeah, yeah. Persona, Persona Strikers, like an, yeah. it's our on Japan. We know it's on the way. Sports Story, right? We know mm-hmm. that's coming. Uh, Lego Skywalker, it's been on the thing for about a year. We know that's coming. You, you shook your head. Do you not? No, I don't. I don't know. Lego Skywalker is a remake of all of the Lego Star Wars games in one package. Oh, give me. Yeah, oh, I'm totally gosh. totally buying that. Like the day <laughs> it comes out. That one. Um, Doom Eternal. Again, pushed. We don't know when it's coming, but it's coming this year. Like mm-hmm. we know that, right? Support it's coming. Um, Super Meat Boy Forever, Hollow Knight, Silk Song. Okay. Let's see here. Uh, we got Clubhouse Games, Dead Cells, Catherine, Outer Worlds, Windbound, Gods and Monsters. We got a lot of games. Um, I wrote down some indies. Now I don't know that these are coming out like you know in summertime, but I expect them to be out this year. Mm-hmm. What the Golf, Maneko's Night Market, Roki, Spirit Fair, Baldo, Boyfriend Dungeon, Red Lantern. There's a bunch more. Like there's the 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 Rice and Ruin game. There's a bunch of the I've got a list of indie games I've been following forever. Mm-hmm. The point I'm trying to make is if anybody is out there is concerned that we're not going to have things to play on Switch this year, like I just rattled off 60 games that you should 
maybe look into or be aware of, mm-hmm. you know, and they may not, they're not all Mario, right? Like they're not all Mario and Zelda games. I get that. Um, but we, like we mentioned on the show last week, we're expecting maybe some Mario ports to get thrown in here. You throw in another yeah. game here and there. And like, it's, we have a really big year of Switch stuff. Like it's already a big year and we don't even know what the big things are. And I mean, I can't play all these games. I'm not going to be able to play all these games in one oh, year. Oh yeah. Right. Of so course. I, I don't know. Yeah, I think that not enough people give these smaller studios a chance, but there's so many great games like sure. uh, that you know that that are coming out. We had that indie direct, and like I've seen so many people say that they don't care about that, but like yeah, the same people would love a lot of those games if they just tried. Them. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I, 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 you are 100 percent right. I'm not going to disagree with you. But uh, the only thing that I say is I get it. A lot of people buy a Switch. They buy a Switch to play Mario and Zelda games. Mm-hmm. And when they don't have them, they want more of them. And I understand. I don't think it's a wrong thing to expect it, but you can't expect it every year. Right? So that's why I said, like, go replay Odyssey. It's a great game. Go get Super Mario mm-hmm. Bros. U. When 3D World comes out, like, go get that. Like, you'll have I it. It's there. Everybody has a backlog, even of first party games that they haven't played oh, yet. Oh, for sure. Play some Mario Kart. Get Mario Maker. Yeah. That game's always new. It's new every week. You turn it on, you know, like keep playing that. I played some Mario Maker last week. I didn't put it on the list, but I'm always kind of playing that game a bit. Plus, we've got the Pokemon DLCs. Like, I haven't even got the Mystery Dungeon. Like, I, that's one that I want to yeah. get on cheap. Like, there's a there's a lot of things there's to a play. Lot, yeah. There's a lot of things to play. And I'm, I'm personally excited for no less than, when I say excited, I mean day one pre-order purchase, no less than 10 or 12 of these. I'm wow. absolutely getting Bayonetta, No More Heroes, Deadly Premonition, Sports Story, Lego Skywalker, uh, probably Super Meat Boy, some of the 2K games. Like, I'm definitely getting most of those games, most of the indies, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, not that Kevin was saying that there are no games to play. I don't want to have that connotation. Just want to take a moment to kind of extend the roadmap. I, every, I usually do this, like, quarterly. I kind of let the listeners know all the little things that I'm kind of monitoring um, every now and again. I'm sure we're going to get, you know, we'll get these Mario ports that everybody yeah. has basically said. I'm sure there's a brand new game in here we don't know about. Guaranteed. We'll get a Donkey oh, yeah. Kong or a Kirby or something. There's They're something in there. Something. They yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. And there'll be like the one thing, right? They'll have Pokemon DLC. They'll probably re-release Pokemon with the DLC. That'll be another big thing that they'll do. Maybe some of those Mario ports that are rumored. Yep. It's going to be a huge year. Tons of games to play. So I, I, I really don't have any concerns. And I don't think it puts them in any, any better stuff. So next question from Luffy King. Given the current economic conditions due to COVID-19, do you anticipate any major projects being delayed? Do you think losses could pave a way for a major company acquisition? Um, he puts, i.e. Disney acquiring the Pokemon company. That's interesting. I've never thought about Disney acquiring Pokemon company. Could they? They definitely have the money to do so. Does it fit? They're not going to rip it out of Nintendo, right? That's the reason why it wouldn't. Nintendo's not going to yeah. sell it. Like the only way Disney acquires a Pokemon company is if Disney acquires Nintendo. Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So um, if anybody's acquiring anybody, it's Xbox. Like Xbox That's is true. probably acquiring a studio or two. Um, uh, there's been a lot of rumors about that happening. So if anybody mm-hmm. or Epic, like they've been snatching up, you know, exclusive deals and promotional things and yeah. stuff like that. So um, I don't think so. I mean, I definitely think we'll see delays. I think if there's yeah. a game that's being crunched, that's coming in hot, what a perfect excuse to delay it. I mean, I, there's delay, no yeah. reason to force anything out right now. Just take your time. So I'm sure we'll see things like these indie games, some of these things. I'm sure we'll see some of them, you know, get mm-hmm. delayed a bit and get postponed. Yeah, make that the expectation, actually. of like, hey, this is going to be more or less likely that this is going to get delayed. And that's why, you know, they say in their directs, it's like, guys, due to this, you know, the COVID-19, like, just 
we're not certain when the release date is anymore. It's just because of the logistics of it. We're going to have to do remote work. Um, plants are not going to be as efficient as they used to be. Mm-hmm. And like, they got to be careful. We're missing now. devs. Like what if the senior programmer, you know, gets sick or their family member gets sick or they can't leave yeah. home or something like that happens. I'm sure there's only so much they can do at home as well. Sure. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm expecting it too. That's why I thought the d- the direct that we had was so delayed, you know, compared to like yeah. the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just they didn't have dates. I think that's what it's been. They didn't have firm dates. They're waiting for firm dates. So, and you know what? If June comes and goes and we don't have a direct, I'm sure that'll be the reason why too. Like, I'm not going to, I'm going to be first right now. I'll tell you, I'm not going to throw my hands up in the air if we don't have a direct in June. I'm working on my backlog. I feel like there's always yeah. something to play. Or um, replay. With it. Or replay. That's, that's the thing I'm pushing, man. I'm pushing my replay thing. I love replaying games. I feel like I'm like mm-hmm. one of the few, but I, for some odd reason, I really enjoy getting into a game that I already know. For yeah. like, I have like some trepidation every time I start I a new was- game. I'm like, I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. Especially because, you know, me, I play a lot of like adventure, puzzle, like open world games. So a lot of yeah. that is like, I don't know what to do. I love coming back to a game. It's like, I know exactly where to go. You know, so I, I, I kind of enjoy <laughs> I that. Get that. I get that. Um, there's a part of me that likes that. Uh, Chelfie, has your online shopping been up or in control since the lockdown? He bought some Mario and Luigi Joy-Con grips just because. Just because. Mm. No, I haven't bought a single thing. And, like, I don't – part of me, like, just I don't want – like the Amazon workers or like whoever, like to be out there delivering and like preparing that. And I don't need anything right now. Oh, that makes me feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that to make you feel bad for anyone who is, but like, oh, man. I don't know. Like I've only been getting necessities right now. Sure. Um, yeah. And like what I was saying about like Spyro before, like, sure. I want that physically, but like, I'm not going to, and all these stores are closed now anyway. So like, I can't even go like buy it. I guess I could order it, but like, yeah, I don't know. I haven't bought a single thing in weeks, like physical items. Hmm. So mine, mine has gone down. Maybe it's good for my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Garrett? Uh, I think more or less in control. This doesn't really affect how I do online shopping or anything because I'm always on my laptop anyways or just doing work. Um, if I'm not on my laptop, I'm in the lab doing work. So like, I mean, the temptation is not as much there if I'm home. And, and doing work and trying to set the routine. Um, but, you know, I always, I, I mean, probably for the past five years since I just like get my own income and my own money, it's like, oh, now I can buy stuff. And it's like, I've been trying to get that under wraps, under control. It's like, hey, you don't have to buy every sale. You don't have to get every game that's coming out there. Hey, do you remember, you know, playing that that other game that you were playing right now? Like, you don't need to get this game right now. So um, I don't know. It's always a constant battle with me. I don't see this. Um, affecting me anyway, though. I felt like uh, it's pretty good timing. Um, I would say it's up just because I've bought a lot of things, but actually I really haven't. Most of my things were already purchased. So like Mm -hmm. coming into this year, I was basically bought up through like May, like through The Last of Us. I had Doom pre-ordered. I had Animal Crossing pre-ordered. I had had Mystery Dungeon pre-ordered. I canceled that. But I mean, Mm -hmm. just because I have so many games to play. I had Resident (laughs) Evil pre-ordered. I've got The Last of Us. Like I had it all pre-ordered back last year. So Mm -hmm. it's not like I've been buying all those games. I did buy a PlayStation 4 Pro. Um, Yeah, I was I was going to buy one anyway for The Last of Us. What I was holding out for was a Last of Us version. And when they delayed it, so close to it, I kind of read between the lines and thinking they didn't have one. Uh, maybe they do, but I don't think so. Like we were like, like 50 days out from release 
if they had a system, mm-hmm. I think we'd know by they now. Said. Yeah, it's like it's just too too close to launch a system. Yeah, it's too late. I now. think. Yeah. So uh, I just bought. I got a deal on one because I wanted, you know. And then the other the other reason was, if I'm going to start replaying some games like over the summer, let's say more and more things get delayed, a few mm-hmm. of the games that I might want to replay are like God of War or Horizon, and I'd like to see them in 4K. I'd like to you know see yeah. all the nice stuff. So I've been planning on getting one anyway. So I just went ahead and bit the bullet on it. Um, yeah. Just because I got a good deal, but no, I don't. I haven't been buying. You know what? Maybe my entertainment budget has gone up. Like I've typically always carried like one subscription. Like I have Hulu mm-hmm. or Netflix. Right now I've got Hulu, Netflix, and uh, HBO and Disney Plus. Dang. Um, also, I've been like buying um, the movies at home, like the movies that are in theaters. Mm-hmm. I've bought like four of them. Yeah. Okay. So that's good. they're like twenty dollars, and they're and they're, like it's kind of twofold. One, um, a few of them I've really wanted to see. But two, uh, I've been saying for years that I've always wished they'd do that. So I'm kind mm-hmm. of like trying to vote with my wallet. It's like maybe if we I make them enough good. money, they'll continue to do this. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly do think that's going to be the future of movies. I think a lot of theaters oh, it's are gotta be after all this, and that's what it's going to be. Yeah, that's true. I would gladly give them $20 to rent a movie day and date with the theater release so I don't have to go to the theater. Home, you don't have to. My TV's better. My TV's bigger. Yeah. I got lights. I got my own yeah. popcorn. Yeah. Like it's a better experience. I'd rather watch it at home. Mm-hmm. You know, it's nothing against the theater. It's just it's better at home. No, right? I think that's the future of movies. Yeah, I think it took something like this to make that happen. Mm-hmm. So I bought these too. Ooh, uh, yeah, these nice Arctic Sevens. I know a lot of PSVG staff people are are buying these now. There oh, you go. Get a pair. Yeah, these are so good. And then like the mic goes out like this. If you want to, you know, have that out. But yeah, that's my one big purchase for the month, and try to keep. Keep it on their apps. I'm still the, a poor college student. How, so. like, beautiful and soft do those fit? Oh, I can wear They're these all day. So great. They're just they feel so nice. It's like and pillows. it's relaxed on my head too. Yeah, because like, it's not this hitting your head. And like, we should really get awesome. a sponsorship. With like, I think listeners would think that we you got could. we didn't get any headsets for free. Like we all bought them. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, we could. could. You know what? Um, one of the things that I've always I've always felt like an outlier. Not that I'm against getting anything for free at all. Like you know, go out there and mm-hmm. save your money and stuff like that. But I have, I've talked about this a bit. I've taken like a stance on not like reviewing games like for people. Like yeah. typically if I'm like genuinely intrigued by something, I don't really want to buy it. Maybe like, especially if it's like, um, like jewels, right. When he did like soccer slammers, I was like, Hey, mm-hmm. can I check this out? And like, I'll do a review and I'll do a video and everything. And that's part because one, I want to promote jewels, but two, I was kind of like semi interested in the game. Yeah. But typically I don't really want a company to give me a game to review because when I was reviewing games a lot, I would always kind of feel beholden to almost be nice. Not, not because like yeah. I was afraid to not be nice, but I almost like, even if I tore a game, I still felt it. Like I, I yeah. recognize like they gave it for, for me for free. <laughs> There's a level you know? of like, yeah. Like you just there. have it. Like it's, I think mm-hmm. it's just compassion. You just have some compassion. So I'd much rather like I bought the game so all of my opinions are my own. You know, if I really yeah. want to trash a game, which I really don't do, I actually think of all the things that I've changed at PSVG, my my like range for really hating a game, like your game has got to be real bad really for me bad. to come on the yeah. show and tell you that it's yeah. awful. <laughs> I may tell you it's not for me. I didn't like this mechanic. I didn't like that art style. But for me to come on, like it's got to be like the golf. There, there's a game on Switch called The Golf. And mm-hmm. that game, the sucks. That game is that. <laughs> garbage. Like, I wish I could get my money back so fast. But, like, it's got to be that bad 
but I still, I, I don't know what it is. I feel better about it. It's almost like freeing knowing that I don't have to, you know, like I'm not beholden, you know, to doing anything. I kind of just do it my own way. So I don't, I don't mm-hmm. know. And, and also like I, I do, I do start to feel that like there's so many content creators like in the world, like this has exploded podcasts, YouTube, Twitch, Mixer, like everybody does this on, seemingly. I know it's not everybody, but feels like there's just hundreds of thousands, if not millions of us doing this. There's still a part of it. Now it's like, I kind of want to buy the game. Like I want them to get some money for their work instead mm-hmm. of everybody getting it for free in exchange for YouTube videos. It's like yeah. a YouTube video is not going to keep you in business. <laughs> It's not going to help me get a sequel. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I bought like three copies of Golf Story. I bought the physical version. I bought the digital version. I bought versions for other people. I was like, here's Golf Story for free. Please go play this game. So I've done that with Undertale. I think I've given so many copies of Undertale out to people. Right. right. So I'm not <laughs> saying it's go. good or bad. I'm just saying Maybe it's, it's, it's this weird thing that I've adopted. It's just the thing I've taken on. I got the Wargroove physical edition. Um, and it was just the second copy. And it's like, it's really nice because it's just it has the stickers and extra things. It's like, Hey, yeah, maybe you buy the game already digitally, but here's all the extra stuff you can sure. get if you buy it again. I, I've been, uh, <laughs> I've been looking at the golf story collectors editions on eBay. Like yeah. I'm just waiting to get one for like less than 70. <laughs> like I'm totally going to pop on one. Cause I want the trophy. I told myself I didn't want it. And as the months and years pass, I'm like, I kind of want it. You're convincing me to buy Golf Story. Awesome. I, I love that game. It's good. We need good. more golf games. God, I need more golf games. I was playing Hot Shots. I was playing everybody's golf. All right. Uh, Trash Turkey. Breakable tools in Animal Crossing. Breakable weapons in Breath of the Wild. Blocks in Mario. <laughs> Are breakable items in games just a necessary part of games with crafting? What Nintendo title would be next to get the crafting breakable item? So I think the second yeah. part of this question is fantastic. Yeah. What do you guys think? Oh, um, huh. I'm trying to think of what it would work in. What? <coughs> I mean, the game would have to have crafting of some sort, right? Mm-hmm. May- yeah, if if you want crafting or breakable items, yeah. I think uh, for me, uh, if you want an extra layer of system in there, um, I, I can't remember, but the Fire Emblem series, um, they I, I don't know if the earlier games that they do break, and maybe some games do. But I mean, yeah, I know you can that- like break your weapons and after, you know, even the new one, you got to do that. Oh, new one. Yes. You're so constantly you repairing your weapons or getting new ones because they, they have not- durability and they'll break. Yeah, that's why I'm not paying attention. But if they have crafting in there, that would be a whole nice system. That would hurt my heart. I would be <laughs> really, I would be upset. I don't really like, <laughs> I don't like crafting. I feel like it's, it's like mm-hmm. tedious padding of the game to make the game longer. It's like, why do I need to craft this? Unless mm. the game is like built around it. Like if it's a surviving That's game, the thing. Yeah. like if the, the mantra yeah. of the game, if the motivation of the game is crafting like Minecraft, I get it. If the, if the game is fireable and it's tactical RPG, don't get it. Why am I crafting things? <laughs> like that makes me angry. <laughs> it, it would have to be very light, but also it has to be very specific goal, right? A, a nice balance between that com- that combat still the base game, but also you can upgrade weapons. You can get items to upgrade If it's weapons. buffs, it's somewhat optional, but worth mm-hmm. it, then I, I'm okay. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm happy to listen to it. And I guess they already do that. So, maybe, But when maybe I think I'm of like Animal Crossing crafting, I'm like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely not. It, it works for me in that game. It does. And it, it's again, mm-hmm. it's a part of it. Like that's the game. I was 
on record is as much as I don't like crafting, and I, I really don't want to keep making axes. I realize that it's probably a betterment for the franchise and more fans will get more out of it. Yeah. Even if it's not for me, I totally can appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was thinking Pokemon. How would it work in Pokemon? I don't know, but for whatever reason, I was thinking, like, you think about needlessly padding on a game. Like, I could absolutely see Pokemon doing some some mini crafting thing. Further and further They already did, like, recipes, right? So if they just had, like, more material gathering and stuff like that, and you had to, like, I totally could see that happening. And then what would break? I don't know. Items on your Pokemon? Your bike? Bike, no. That that is that would be so. Dumb. Oh my god! No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just <laughs> telling you. I can see it. Like, freaking out! If like they're trying to breed, biking up and down the path, and then their bike breaks, and they can't keep breathing until they go craft another bike. Don't Ugh. do that. Don't do that. <laughs> I just want to fight Pokemon. I was trying to think. I mean, I don't really know. I mean, like Pikmin, not really, but like you break materials down to make new things. So I mean, it kind of mm. could have something going there. I mean, I I really don't like it, so I really I don't like I don't want it any of my platformers. So keep it away from Metroid and keep it away from Donkey Kong and mm-hmm. Mario. It's just not my thing. Yeah, I think Animal Crossing is the the one thing, uh, um, and maybe Breath of the Wild a little bit. That so. would benefit. See, here's the thing though: with Breath of the Wild, never bothered me, and I realize that might sound mm-hmm. hypocritical, but I don't think it is. For as much as people like killed, you know, Zelda for having breakable items, it seems like a lot of games have had breakable items since then. Yeah. The thing that I appreciated with Zelda is I never ran out of weapons. Like yeah, you do like thing. barely, like in the first part of the game, you may run into a situation like that. But once you get going, yeah, my weapons better. were always stocked full. So I break one, go to another one. Grab another one, yeah. Well, I actually kind of appreciated that it made me kind of play with all of them. Mm-hmm. That's in the true. beginning, I feel like you were you were you didn't have that many items to work with. Like you broke sticks really easily, and then you're right as you progress through the game, you ended up finding better things and like things that wouldn't break as much, and you you don't really run out as much at that point in the game. Yep. I don't know if that's the case with Animal Crossing because you you don't progress that much. Like you get actually that's timing because <laughs> Jace is in our chat and he says in Animal Crossing it's essentially stamina control. It's like a timing mechanic, and that's really what it yeah. is. Mm-hmm. So it's and that's another way you go to like Pokemon. They could just kind of like gate you or slow you down a little bit like that. Yeah, I like the crafting Animal Crossing, but not the the breakable tools. I I could do without that. Yeah, that just seems needless because you've got to constantly have them. So it's like <laughs> you know, because it's really for tools only. Yeah, and it's not like you find them. That's another part. Like it'd be one thing if you found tools. They're not just mm-hmm. like out there. You can't just like find an axe. You have to build an axe. The, the thing, I think I said this last week too, but I, I think the perfect solution would be making the golden tools unbreakable. You I work agree. your way up or like it might be annoying at first, but you worked through it and like you got to the point in the game where like it's okay. Now you now you have the best tools and now you can relax a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I will concede that if that was true, I probably would have been kept playing. I probably would have played at least that I would like, I'm going to grind until I get these tools and then I'll like kind of lax off and take a break and kind of enjoy yeah. myself a little bit more. When Caroline was like, these tools still break too. It's like, what's the point? <laughs> it's like I'm sitting there. I'm yeah. like, this is just going to keep happening over and over again. Just craft the flimsiest ones and you're good. Yeah. Like all the time. <sighs> all right. Let's see here. Brendan Myers. Should Wii U ports get discount discounted to a Nintendo selects price after some time? I just looked at Pokemon tournament and it's still $60 after two and a half years of release. Yeah. Now on Amazon today, a lot of those ports are down to $40. You guys haven't checked yep. them out, like Zelda Breath of the Wild, Donkey Kong, I think Mario Maker, Super Mario Bros. U. But I understand what he's saying, Brendan. Uh, Nintendo, they put a prior a premium on their yep. games. They think their games are worth the full price of admission. That's how they make their profit. 
Like they typically don't profit. Like usually sell hardware, at maybe a slight profit if they don't break even. You know, it's not mm-hmm. like the other ones. They don't have like big expensive services. They have Game Pass Ultimate. Their live doesn't mm-hmm. cost sixty dollars a year. Nintendo makes their primary amounts of money by you buying games on their system and them getting a cut, or you buying their games. So, do people have Nintendo Selects for the Switch? How long did it take um, the Wii U and 3DS to get them? 3DS for a while. Yeah, I, I was going to say like, four or five years for 3DS. Yeah, Ex- yeah. and Eventually the Wii U. I want to say in year three, they started dropping like the Wii, the it's Wii games. Well, because you remember the first year was like nothing. The first year was barren. That was a bad year. The second year was like everything. It was like Amiibo and Cart and Smash. Like they threw everything at the wall and still the Wii U didn't take off. So like Mm -hmm. the third year they were like, okay, here's some ports. (laughs) (laughs) Because they were like planning for the next, you know, the next thing. So they were like, Mm -hmm. here's Wind Waker and you can play Metroid Prime Trilogy again. You know, it's just like it started turning into Port City over there. So. Yeah, I think it was third year. I think because you remember it didn't even have that. It was like five years. It wasn't on the market that long. How long did you say for the 3ds? Five years. I think so. And it was like the first round of like Mario selects, like the Star Fox 64, Super Mario 3D Land. <laughs> Piper says, "I'm sure One Two Switch is twenty dollars. Like One Two Switch sells for like fifty bucks." So, I'm not sure if you've looked yeah. it up. Like it's very expensive. I think they it did like one run of that game, and it's still somewhat limited. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> I wouldn't pay ten dollars yeah, for that game. They do that down the line. Maybe it depends on how many games you get over there. I could see it, but but again, not until they've kind of exhausted their ability to sell ports at sixty dollars, which gets They're us to. Let me go over. Let me jump a question. Get us to the next question. Any chance we get mm-hmm. Wind Waker HD ported over this year, or do they save it next year? Given all the potential Mario games coming, we talked about on the show last week, Bmox, that next year would be Zelda's 35th anniversary. So <laughs> we're talking about um, Nintendo Selects. Why would they do Selects when they can do they can all these Mario remasters at sixty dollars, and when they drop the Zelda games, you know they'll be sixty dollars. So like we're still a couple years away from all of these games getting a discount. Mm-hmm. And even if they get discounted on Switch, like the demand for Switch software is so high, I could see it being like thirty dollars instead of twenty. Yeah, twenty nine ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And that's, I mean, should they get discounted? Sure. Yeah, not I, if I they're think selling. They should, not if they're yeah. And then <laughs> you like, got to put yourself in two shoes, right? Not the customer yeah. wanting to spend the least amount of money as possible. Put yourself in Nintendo's shoes. It's like, how many copies of of Mario Kart Eight do we sell last week? Oh, no, sixty dollars. Like yeah, sixty dollars still. <laughs> right, yeah. right. It's selling like Buku's. Now, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, you know, it kind of sold light. I think new I think Mario Bros. U, I want to say I think it kind of sold light. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. So these light. I think it sold right? more than the Wii U copy for sure. But I don't mm-hmm. think it sold like I, I, I don't even want to say this now. Somebody in chat let me know what Super Mario Bros. U sold. I don't think it hit like five million. Five million is like kind of what you would expect like most Mario games to get to. Yeah. At least over double digit millions. I'm not exactly sure where, where you ended up. I remember mm-hmm. I had like a really strong month and it really tapered off fast. Yeah, it, the, the hype lost with that one. Um, let's get to Ducks here before we finish with Jason. What are your impressions of Animal Crossing New Horizons now that we're a few weeks into it? And why is Rebecca so bad at Metroid? Skinny Matt says, excuse me, Skinny Matt corrects me, 5.79 million. Uh, Wow. So it's like kind of right there at what you kind of expect it to be. But it wasn't like like Mario Kart, like Smash, like all the other ports that came over and was like breaking all the records, you know. 
It was solid. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Matt. So what are my impressions of Animal Crossing? It's a very cool, chill game. As I said before, it's very accessible compared to previous installments. Um, I like the additions that they have in there with the crafting. Um, I feel like the game's a lot more lively. Like I, there's more stuff to do every day. Uh, I, I enjoy it. And it's not like I immediately want to go back to it. It's not like, oh, this like you know obsessive nature with it, which is fine. It's like whenever I have time, I get to play it and I can just, you know, do whatever. It's not like a really intense game for me. So yeah, that's that's my impressions for it so far. Um, I reviewed it for Twinfinite. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh yeah, I I think it's the definitive way to play Animal Crossing. I think yeah. it's definitely the best Animal Crossing there is. It's not without its faults. Um, there are things that I would change. There are things that I think um, some other games have um, maybe done better. Um, but um, but yeah, the definitive way to play it, I, I think every time I, I turn it on, there's always something like that makes me smile, which is yeah. important. Um, like whether it's like my villagers that are like bickering with each other and like or singing or um, just seeing like a little detail that I haven't noticed before. Um, something that like just keeps me coming back and, and playing it. Um, and I will for the whole rest of the year. Mm-hmm. So it's it really, really good game for me. Yeah. I'm not going to weigh in. I don't think the game is for me. And like I said, I don't really bash games too much. So I'm just not going to weigh in. I think your opinions stand on their own, but I want to know but that's, your, that's your impression of it. That's valid. Why, why you're so bad at Metro? Like, where does this come from? <laughs> um, the person who asked that is very passionate about, about Metroid. And actually he's the one really? who got me into Metroid and got me to play super Metroid um, for the first time. And I started Metroid prime a few months ago and I still haven't beat it because every time I turn it on to play it, I get lost and I don't know what to do. And even if I try to ask him or look something up, I'm still lost and don't know what to do. And I like it. Apparently I'm, I don't think I'm bad at it. Um, But the, the problem is, is I get so lost and then like, it takes me a couple weeks to, to turn it on again, which is bad because then I forget what I was doing and then I get lost. So he's just getting on my case for that. <laughs> but okay. I like Metroid. I don't think I'm bad at Metroid. <laughs> I need a Metroid Prime trilogy on I, Switch. Yeah. I, I would See, immediately the, start playing that. I was waiting for it and waiting for it and waiting for it. And then finally I got um, the trilogy on the Wii and I'm playing it. That's what I'm playing mm-hmm. it on right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I thought as soon as I get it, they'll announce it. And they yeah. didn't. So maybe they're waiting for me to beat it before mm-hmm. they announce it. Guess I'll get on ROMs. Maybe. <laughs> Um, Piper asked us in the chat. I'm going to fit one more in here before Jason, because I think mm-hmm. it plays into this. Do you think we'll get any 3DS ports on Switch? It's going to be hard. Um, I think the mainline Nintendo games that doesn't require a lot of the second screen, sure, um, they they can get ported over. Um, let me think. Uh, maybe Metroid, Samus Returns. That's um, the one I was going to go with. Yeah, that wasn't huge on the touchscreen. It was just a mini map. Um, so I could easily see that being on Switch. Um, I could see Link Between Worlds being ported. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think like, you know, I, I think of the, the Etrian Odyssey games, the stuff that really needs a touchscreen. I'm like, this is going to be interesting, trying to see them trying to pull this series over to the Switch. Um, I'm, you know, it's like the Persona Q series and Etrian Odyssey. Those are some, I mean, that that's an avid fan pace that, you know, they're kind of, get left out because the 3ds it really did help doing the stylus and actually picking out where the map is in the dungeon crawling uh game so we'll see about that i could yeah, see I just um, think there's so many 
3D, uh, 3DS games that would have to get reworked, especially the early ones. They would have to rework it so much, I think, to be able to work on another console. So I'm looking here. We already got, let's see here. We got Luigi's Mansion. We don't have Dark Moon, but we have Luigi's Mansion. Yeah. Uh, we got Box Boy. We got Steam World yeah. Games. Steam World Games is everywhere. The two okay, so I think I think we could get a link between worlds. I think Samus Returns make yeah. a lot of sense. I think both of those make a lot of sense. Two that I'll go on a limb on here. I think Fire Emblem Awakening is due for a remake. Oh, I would I, love that game. I think that could be like kind of like a holdover like type of type of thing where you know like for a while their Fire Emblem was almost annualized. I could see mm-hmm. them taking um, Three Houses engine and redoing Awakening and kind of releasing that kind of as mm-hmm. like a fill in while they work f- for the next Fire Emblem game. Um, and I want to say, I think I could see the same thing with like Sun and Moon. Really? Oh, come on. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't say Sun and Moon. I don't know. The reason why I say that is because they sold so well. They sold they so well, but they have the connectivity already basis there to transferring Pokemon and like True. the the people who already have like are Pokemon fans. I know there's new Pokemon fans now, but I don't know. It just seems too. Oh, wait 10 years and remake it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Just throwing one uh, out there. Well, you know what they do is that they make new line of games and sometimes they do a remake or an offshoot like let's go. So yeah. I think the next remakes are going to be the fourth gen. Uh, it's going to be platinum and, and uh, pearl and diamond. That's the one everybody's going for. Yeah. Uh, I haven't played this, but what about Kid Icarus Uprising? Can't do that I, on I Switch. I played it. Oh, okay. I don't know. Okay. No, the, so the I control know. scheme. I mean, you'd have to, that's a game you'd have to completely rework. Like the, so, I was thinking of like Samus Returns, Link Between Worlds. Like Link Between Worlds had, you know, like the second screen is just inventory. Like you can just put that off on a start screen, right? That was yeah. Like the one 3DS game that I actually used the 3D function on because sure. it helped with my yeah. perception with oh, yeah. like the yeah. where where I could slide behind. If Same we're talking about like a, a a 35th anniversary of of Zelda, and the we're assuming like let's just say we're assuming I'm not getting expectations out of hand but let's say we're assuming we get the ports for the HD remasters right we get Twilight Princess we get Wind Waker maybe mm-hmm. like the new one is a Skyward Sword and then maybe like the offshoot or the surprise I I could see being a link between, a link between worlds because yeah. that game has a lot of fanfare it was a lot of people's game of the year list it's really not even mine I feel like I I'm sticking up for a Zelda game that's not like super on my list mm-hmm. um, but it's kind of locked to that console. Right. Whereas a lot of these other games are on Wii, they're on Wii U, like they have a lot more uh, availability where that game is literally just there. So I could see Mm -hmm. that's where like all of the games that I'm kind of putting out, I'm kind of thinking like that as some way of kind of maybe future proofing some of these standouts so um, they can still keep them moving forward. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Bravely Default series, some JRPGs, I I could totally see them being ported. Um, Bravely Default and Bravely Second because yeah. I, sure. I think those are easily accessible and turned over. I think there's a lot of JRPGs on 3DS that did port over Switch. I was I even thinking think. like Monster Hunter games. Monster Hunter games, definitely. They had yeah. Monster Hunter Generations. Or, I mean, is there one on the Switch now? Yeah, yeah. There, there's one that's between 3DS and Switch that's been ported over. Um, I don't know if they would do older games, though. I would just like to see a Switch Monster Hunter game. Um, just, just a new one um, they can pull out. Uh, but yeah, I, yeah, a lot of games can be ported over to Switch. Okay, last question before we get out of here. Jason, what will it take to have Donnie take down the Soul Master? A special stream event? A Patreon explosion? I need this to happen. Jason, um, it's going to take Game Genie coming back and giving me a cheat code 
with some sort of invincibility cloak because I can't, man. I can't do it. Um, I don't know. Maybe I've always thought. So here's what I've thought about this game. Um, Jason tells me that like at the end of this game, you fight like four or five of these guys at once. I can't beat the one. So it's like it's like that. It's like Caroline. She's like, you know, the golden tools still break. It's like, what am I even doing? There's no Wait. point in still trying. Like, I'm not going to beat it at the end. What game is this? Uh, yeah, what game Hollow Knight. Yeah, it is Hollow Knight. Yeah, Hollow Knight. Um, but one of the things that I've always thought about this, I think it's a particular section that I'm in with the Soul Master, um, where my respawn point is. I've got to go and fight like all these people that vanish and throw stuff at me before I get to the Soul Master. So mm-hmm. I always like lose health getting there. So I've always thought like maybe if I just left that area and go find some upgrades or something and come back. Maybe I'm just not strong enough to do it. And I kept forcing myself that way because that was like the golden path. Like that's the way I'm supposed to go. Mm -hmm. So maybe if I just went off exploring, um, I think I could do it. I've always said that. I think I could do it. I really do. I mean, I beat Ori. I I can play hard games. I'm pretty, I think I'm pretty good at platformers. Although I see Mario maker gifts and they'll like completely make me think I suck at Mario. Um, so, I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to tell anybody, I'm not trying to flex. I don't think I'm great, but I think I'm a reasonable, good platforming Mm -hmm. player. Um, but the reason why I never did and the reason why I don't try is because of the flexing from Flex A, where he's like, oh, dude, later in the game, I buy like four of those. And then there's like more mo- and they're like harder. And it's like, well, if I'm having trouble with the one, obviously, I'm not going to beat five of them. So what's the point? It's the exact same way I feel with Animal Crossing. Anytime I kind of hear that, it's like, well, if you think that's hard, wait till you get to the end game. It's like, why well, am I even playing? I'll just stop now and go play something else and have more enjoyment out of it. Um, I think that I think yeah, it, it, that makes sense. But at the same time, as you're going through the game, you're just improving a little bit more step by step, and then you, you're gonna get to the point where you're gonna. Garrett, you don't realize how many times I died to the Soul Master. How like, many? I how many tried times? multiple days trying oh, to beat him, and multiple crazy. runs and multiple sessions, and could not. So oh, okay, um, and you know, yeah, like don't waste your time. <laughs> like I, a Doctor game. I I specifically do not like hard games but i don't mind the challenge as long as the challenge is i think is attainable yes i think ori and the will of wisp was hard like it was tough to beat that game but i never felt like i couldn't do it i'm playing doom eternal right now doom eternal straight up kicks you in the teeth constantly the game is freaking hard Mm -hmm. but i still think i can do it i'm like even when i lose i'm like if i had dodged right if i had moved if i had zigged instead of zagged i could have made it Ori, or I mean, Hollow Knight, I was like, not chance. (laughs) I can't. I was like, I am not good enough to do this. Like, I just don't, I don't have that 16-bit retro, Mm -hmm. you know, jump and move. Like, he does this attack where, like, circles go everywhere. And I watch, I even watched people on YouTube. Like, I was like, how do you beat him? They're dodging and jumping in and out all this. I'm like, I'm getting hit by every one of these attacks constantly. I I was just going to ask, have you played Cuphead? I have played Cuphead. I played it for about nine (laughs) levels and I was like, nope, I'm out of here. Same thing. You know, and I don't, uh, I'm not ashamed. Not everybody can beat Dark Souls. Not everybody can be good at games. I've actually, all of PSVG, I think go back to like episode four. I have never even tried to claim to be good at games. If anything, I've always mm-hmm. said, I think of all the people here, I might be the most casual player. I played a lot more Wii. I play a lot more like sports games. I like casual affairs, beat em ups, smash ems, things like that. Mm-hmm. That's kind of my thing. So it's just not for me. You know, it's okay. I live through. I, here's the thing though with Hollow Knight I watched somebody beat the game, I watched a complete playthrough. I've seen the ending and everything. 
So I still got to experience it. I still love the art style and the music in the game that it has. I was pounding the drum for that game all the way up until release. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget the excitement when it was just like stealth dropped, like Hollow Knight coming to Switch right now. I was like, oh my God, we've got to go buy it. <laughs> and then I played it for about eight hours. I was like, I can never play this game again. <laughs> it's going to make me throw my Switch Pro out the window. People that say if you haven't beaten a game in the franchise, you can't be a fan of it, and I disagree with that so much. I I do too. I think yeah. you, I mean we've I've had these conversations, Caroline, and you can and be a fan and not have ever even touched the game. You I can think. be a fan of whatever you want to be a fan of. I, I hate mm-hmm. this uh, gating of fandoms, and uh, I I kind of have like a self righteous war against these things. Kind of some of the things Maybe I've brought up with Animal Crossing fans, and that doesn't mean you can't be a fan. I agree. I agree. I think you can be a fan of anything. Like, um, I'm a fan of Persona, and I have never beaten Persona 5, and I never will because it takes 400 hours of your life to do it, and I just no, don't have the time to do it. What are you talking about? But I've watched the animation. I bought the books. Uh, I've true. got, like, all the things. So. I know yeah. people who are big Pokemon fans and have never played a main series game, and I think that's totally okay. Like, mm-hmm. it's, I don't know. It's, franchises are more than just playing and beating a game mm-hmm. and being a fan of it. That's what I think. Yeah. It's the same reason why I've never, like, given Bloodborne a try, even though I think it looks really cool. Like, I've always thought it looked awesome, but no, I'm not not doing that. I'm not about that kind of – that – so Jason is very much the opposite, right, where he loves a challenge. Like, when he gets challenged by a game, it's almost like an obsession that he has to overcome it. When I – it's, like, the opposite for me. When I get really challenged by a game, like, even with Doom Eternal the other night, I was close. I was real close. I was like, all right, if I die again – Mm-hmm. this is it. Like, I'm just going to start playing Resident Evil. But I didn't. Like I said, I always got, I got close. They're like, they're teetering on the edge of, of how much I'm willing to take. But for me, most of the time, if I die, do with Hollow Knight and the Soul Master, I died 10, 12, 15 times in a row. Right? Normally mm-hmm. I'll give you like four or five. If I'm not improving the fourth or fifth time through, it's like, I'm going to go play something else. Because obviously I'm being frustrated and stressed. And that's like the antithesis of reasons why I'm even playing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like that's this is the whole point of playing the game. And, uh, and that's okay. I think we all bring different things, you know, to the podcast, to the network, you know, not just with you guys, with all of PSVG. Mm-hmm. I'm the guy you come to if you want like narrative adventures or like Streets of Rage stuff or Warrior stuff. I got you and then some. Um, but like the hardest things I do are like Warrior, like Fire Emblem. Like mm-hmm. the Fire Emblem was tough. Like Fire Emblem, yeah. the last, oof. That I got close. I got close to that one too. I was like, I don't know if I can oh, beat really? this. <laughs> yeah, it, it was pretty rough at the end. But 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 I got through the end. Um, but Good. the whole ride up there wasn't that bad. Yeah, you know. So anyway, hope that uh, last little tangent was worth it for you, Jason. I'm sorry. I will just continue to live vicariously through you. It's okay. Jason does like the messenger, and he did Hollow Knight. Like he's our guy for that. We've got a guy for that. <laughs> I'm just not that guy. I do love the game though. Love the story. Absolutely fantastic. That's going to do it for us this week on the Nintendo Shack. I hope you enjoyed hanging out with us, and we will see you next week, Kooplings. Good night. Bye-bye.